freeze down. Uh, shine like the sun, go off like a gun. I am the one, your friendly neighborhood belly. <laughs> yeah, fresh off the plane. Yo. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is? The Fan and Van Podcast time. Um, for those who listened and watched the video on Sunday, uh, Jay is back. Uh, so hopefully we're doing another one Sunday. And, uh, you know, it was re- it was good to have him back. Um, you know, I don't mind doing them alone at times, but after a while, it's, you know, I, I, I got to have somebody else to bounce off of. But... Today, I wanted to discuss a little bit of what I heard yesterday. Um, and this is, obviously, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you're excited you're getting a new stadium, $1.4 billion. But here we go with where's the money coming from. All right. We all know that half these stadiums come from private money, and then they come from taxpayer dollars. Okay. My issue with this is one thing. Why is a majority of the tax money coming from an area that is nowhere near Buffalo? When it's broken down, it's like this county near Buffalo pays this this amount, you know, like you know, like however many millions are coming from this one, but a bulk of the taxpayer dollar is coming from Long Island. Why? We're seven, eight miles away from Buffalo, seven, eight hours away from Buffalo. Why? Why? I get this Buffalo Bills fans all over New York, whether it's Long Island, it's, you know, it's Manhattan, Brooklyn, Staten Island, the Bronx, Harlem, you know, regardless. Okay, I understand that. But why should all the taxpayer dollars be coming from Long Island when you're a billionaire owner? See, this is the problem within any sport. You manage to get these owners to get, you manage to let these owners continue to get richer. It's not like the Bills are freaking starving for season ticket holders because, especially since the Bills have became a relevant team again, and, you know, the really, let's be honest, the only real New York team in New York because the other two play in New Jersey, all right? And you're telling me that my tax paying dollars, part of what I pay in taxes, is going to go to a stadium I'm never going to go to. Yeah, this makes a world of sense. You know, it was one thing when my taxpayer dollars were going to, to Yankee Stadium and City Field, or it was going to renovate the garden, or it's going to, you know, to the UBS arena, even though I'm not an Islander fan, but will I go to an Islander game? Yeah, I'll go to an Islander game. I don't mind my taxpayer dollars going that, but when a majority of the money is going to a to an arena or a stadium that I'm never going to visit, when in Long Island we have our own issues, every other friggin' block is a fucking crater of potholes everywhere. But no, let's take all these taxpaying dollars and let's just ship them to some owner in Buffalo so he could build his precious $1.4 billion stadium because what's so wrong with where you are now? It's not like it's the world's biggest dump of a stadium from what I see, but who knows? Um, I found that to be very interesting that a majority of the money's coming from us Long Islanders, which is, which is ridiculous. So we could pay for that, but 
when the Islanders and Charles Wang were looking to do the whole lighthouse project, you didn't want, like all the Richie people didn't want to pay an extra $48 a year in property tax. But you have no issue with this, mainly because it's something you don't control anyway. So it, it just makes no sense why, because the way they broke it down, and I was listening, I forget where I heard it. But they're like, yeah, it comes. A part of the tax money comes from from here. It comes from here, and then downstate New York, which is Long Island, Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx, Staten Island, Harlem. Name them all. That's where it's coming from. But you know that that's what I found interesting. And then you know, I got asked the other day. Uh, why I really don't? Why I haven't discussed the NBA? Um, to be honest, I really haven't been watching any of it. So, but I do know that they finally, the mayor of New York, has lifted the private sector mandates, so players are allowed to play at home games now. And of course, he was going to do this before opening day because who would want to go to opening day at Yankee Stadium or City Field? Okay. And you can't see Aaron Judge or you can't see, let's say, DeGrom's vaccination status was he's not vaccinated. And DeGrom's supposed to pitch opening day at City Field. Realize this. It was only dropped for revenue. That's all. And now that it was such a joke of a mandate because, you know, you, you, you ease the restrictions for everything else. But... You know, entertainers, athletes, but it goes even further than that. And, and and not to get too political, but what about all the cops who stood up for themselves, firemen, you know, that didn't want to get vaccinated, and now all these restrictions are eased up, and it's like, okay, what about them now? But this podcast about sports, not about politics. So Kyrie gets to play at home now, and he's all excited for it, and it asks the question. What if Kyrie was able to play all year at home? The Nets would be atop the NBA East with Chicago and not sitting in a play-in tournament, you know, know, in a play-in game against Cleveland. If the season were to end today, they're in the play-in. And if the season ended today, your precious little LeBron and the Lakers aren't even in. And the other night he's playing, he rolls his ankle, and then you find out he rolled it really bad. Okay. These are the issues with LeBron at an older age. And listen, it's not a skill set because he's one because he, he's one of the best guys to ever do it. I'm not going to deny that. But you know, again, people are bringing up the Jordan LeBron comparison, where you know who was truly better. One guy didn't hang around the pad stats and break records. One guy is doing just that. You know, he feels like Tom Brady feels in the NFL. He has to be number one in everything. This is what LeBron's doing. Because, what was it, on TikTok, somebody told Richard Jefferson, you retired, I think it was like 1,000 points shy of 15,000 career points or something like that or whatever it was. And he said, yeah, well, I'm not hanging around to break records. So, in essence, he kind of took a shot at LeBron. And... 
you know, if LeBron was so great and was supposed and is supposedly so much better than Jordan, he would have a lot more than Jordan. But we know the story with that. We know the story. Listen, LeBron's always going to be in the discussion, but he's never going to be better than Jordan. He's never going to be better than Kobe. You know, you could put him up there if you want. As far as your, as far as you know, listen, because. When this discussion is had, what I've noticed is people in my generation are having this debate with people that grew up watching LeBron since LeBron got drafted in the league. And you're and you're having this discussion with people like me who were born when Jordan was drafted into the league. And yeah, Jordan had a rough few years in the league where he wasn't what he became, but when he became... Air Jordan and NBA royalty. Yeah, there's no touching that now. There's no touching that. Le- LeBron would have had to duplicate Jordan's championships, and he couldn't do that. LeBron, I would consider LeBron the goat if he had stayed the whole time in Cleveland and had two and two three peats with Cleveland. But the fact that again that LeBron had to leave Cleveland, go to Miami come back to Cleveland, then go to L.A. Yeah, sorry. He had to go win championships with other people, with other teams, where Jordan, again, got everybody to flock to him. Rodman came to Chicago because of Jordan. So, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I, I said a few months back that I would never have the debate again. And that the door was closed, but yet every time you think it's closed, somebody says something stupid or somebody makes you think in a different way. How can I get this guy to change his mind as far as who really who really is the GOAT? And I'm sorry, you're never changing my mind. It's Michael Jordan. Because you have to look at the impact Michael Jordan had. Michael Jordan, in essence, changed the game. Okay? LeBron didn't change the game. LeBron didn't have an impact in the game the way Jordan had an impact, the way Kobe had an impact, even the way Iverson had an impact, and Tim Duncan and Dave Robinson and Charles Barkley and Moses Malone, Carl Malone. I mean, the list goes on. All these other guys are so much better than LeBron. LeBron could be number one in scoring all he wants. LeBron could have 955,000 career points. That's all well and good. But when you don't have other things to back it up, the rest of that shit don't matter. At least in my opinion, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, who do I think wins the NBA title this year? Who goes to the finals? Who wins it all? I don't know if Milwaukee will get back there, to be honest. Um... But then again, who knows? It's just a matter of getting hot at the right time. You know, Brooklyn could get into the Brooklyn could play Cleveland, and then it could all just click. And before you know it, Kyrie, KD, and Drummond are going off, and Brooklyn could easily go and win it. But honestly, I think the Sixers fall short again. The Lakers aren't going to get in the playoffs at all. And if they do, it's barely, and they'll probably lose in a play-in tournament. I would honestly be afraid of Memphis. Memphis doesn't get talked about enough. And now you really have to fear Memphis. 
John Morant is really coming into his own. That that that's that's for sure. Um, you know, I always said they needed another piece or two to complement them. I think they have in-house pieces in Barnes and um, Adams. So, I mean, the, the sky's the limit for John Morant. John Morant has had an impact in Memphis. Will he have an impact in the game of basketball as far as the way the game gets played again? Maybe down the line he has an impact because I heard somebody say he could be the next Jordan. <sighs> gotta, you, you, you youngins gotta stop with that. Not every guy who comes into the league is going to be Jordan or ever take Jordan's spot. Okay? Jordan's throne is Jordan's throne. That's it. Um, but, but you never know who's going to make the finals. You never know who's going to win the finals. I didn't think, honestly, I didn't think Milwaukee was going to win it last year. I didn't think Milwaukee had a shot. But then, you know, they, they played an injury-ridden friggin' Brooklyn Nets team. Giannis got hot. And then they, you know, listen. They did, they, you know, they did what they had to do. Uh, Phoenix in the West, of course, is another team that you have to fear. And Phoenix is a team where, you know, they came up short. But can they win it with Chris Paul or without Chris Paul? And to be honest, I think they need Chris Paul to kind of get them through the playoffs because it's another guy listen because you can't expect Booker to carry the whole team and you need that veteran guy in Chris Paul and it would really suck for a guy like Chris Paul to have been as talented as he was and even though he's traveled the league a bit but to do what Chris Paul has done and, and hold certain records that nobody else ever achieved and to never win a title he would go in that category of, of athletes and superstars that they were so great, but they always fell short, you know, or can never win the big one. But I could I could see Phoenix repeating getting to the finals that with a healthy Chris Paul, as long as Booker don't get hurt. I think Phoenix, honestly, I think Phoenix can win it all. Do I see Memphis making a run? Memphis can make a run in the playoffs, but I think if they had to match up with Phoenix, I think they come up just short, but I think Memphis will give them all they got. You know, and you got the Knicks. I don't listen. I don't know what's going on with Julius Randle. The Knicks win and he storms off the court. Why? Because you didn't get the game winning shot because you weren't the because you weren't the focal point of the game. And it's not talked about enough. And and so and I was talking with somebody on Twitter the other day about it, where he goes, you know, they talk about building this Knicks team for the future, but they never mention building around R.J. Barrett. They never mention, you know, extending Mitch Robinson. As far as the as far as the fan base, because we don't know what because we don't know what what management there is thinking. We don't even know if Tom Thibodeau is the coach that gets that should even be part of this Knicks rebuild, but the Knicks need to totally rebuild and you build around RJ Barrett. You you gotta move Julius Randle somehow. Julius Randle I think she's gonna become more and more of a cancer as the the longer he's in New York, the more of a cancer he's gonna be. Um you know, you need a guy like Mitch Robinson and I get listen, he's injury prone to times, but if he could stay healthy, Mitch Robinson is a beast in the paint. Defensively and offensively for that matter. You know, 
you got to use, I would try to keep Cam Reddish to be in the backcourt with, with R.J. Barrett, obviously. You know, the Knicks need to be aggressive in free agency, but I don't know how you're going to do that when really you're not the winning team you once were in the days of Ewing and, and Oakley and Starks. So you're going to have to get back to that, to, to that, to that winning mentality where, you know, Mitch Robinson, in essence, is your new Patrick Ewing and R.J. Barrett is your new John Starks, you know, and you got to find a guy who could be that Charles Oakley, you know, because right now nobody wants to go to the Knicks. It's not a hot free agent destination spot. The only way it really is, is when James Dolan says, hey, you want to come here? I'll overpay you by 20 million. And that's not the only way the Knicks will get anybody. Um, they they got to just rebuild from the ground up, and you have two stable pieces there to do it with. You know, R.J. Barrett's not a bad player. Comes from a great college program in Duke. And, you know, Cam Reddish came from Duke, and he's not a bad player either. I think he just gets a bad rap. Mitch Robinson isn't a bad piece to have at the five spot. And you could build around them two or, th- or those three and get the right free agents to come in. And the Knicks, now the Knicks have a decent bench of guys that you don't know about, but when they come on the when they come on the court, they're a more competitive team than with Randall on the court. And the Knicks also too, you have Obi Toppin who shows flashes of being this great player in the league, but then when he gets hot, all of a sudden it's like, all right, no, nah, nah, go back to the bench. Thibodeau's just like, no, 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 go back to the bench. Or See, to me, Obi Toppin doesn't get utilized enough. And I think the more you let him play, the more he's going to surprise the Knicks fan base. The more he's going to surprise Thibodeau, the more he's going to surprise management to the point of, okay, we could build around RJ. We could build around Mitch. Now we could build around Obi. And we could build around Cam Reddish. That's what they need to do. You know, as far as the way Brooklyn's going about trying to win a title... I, listen, obviously you got one of the best in the game now in Durant. You got Kyrie. You know, yeah, you got rid of Harden. You brought in Seth Curry. You brought in Drummond. But is Andre Drummond going to stay at the end of the year? As far as he sees it, it's I'm here this year. I don't know what the future holds. To me, Brooklyn's going to be one of those teams that they had the right players, just not the right system to win it all. And and you could say a part of it was, you know, when they had Harden, it was, all right, Durant was hurt. Then when Durant would come back, then Kyrie was hurt. And then when Kyrie would come back, all right, Harden was hurt. So in essence, in the two, three years about that it was that Kyrie, KD, and Harden were together, out of all those seasons, they've only played 16 total games together. So we don't know what they truly could have been. And if you go back to, 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 to last year in the NBA playoffs, if you had all three against Milwaukee, you're not talking about the Bucks being world champions. You're talking about the Brooklyn Nets being world champions. You're talking about the Nets being winning the NBA Finals. We're not talking about Giannis winning his first chip and maybe his only chip. But, but again, we don't know about any of these teams at this point because it's a matter of in any sport, when you make the playoffs, just clicking at the right time. I mean, look at... Look at the 07 Giants, you know, in in the NFL. You know, they went in as a wild card, and they went and did the unthinkable. 
on the road, they had to play the toughest opponents. They had to play Green Bay. You know, they had to play, I think they even had to play San Francisco. And then you had to play Tom Brady and the, you had to play the Patriots. And nobody gave the Giants a shot in that Super Bowl. Everybody had the friggin' Patriots by like 30, 40 points. And then there's Eli to David Tyree, which I believe was the 07 Super Bowl with the helmet catch. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think that was the year that Tom Brady was undefeated. Up until that Super Bowl. But when it comes to the Knicks and the Nets, they have two different styles of building to win now. Where the Nets went all in, and mainly getting Kyrie, getting KD and Kyrie to Brooklyn was one of them had to go there, obviously. Getting Harden helped, but where people bash Harden, and I don't fault him for this, is he's like a lot of this load management is being put on me because, you know, obviously... For half the year, Kyrie couldn't play home games. And then KD, you know, would be banged up here and there. Or he'd have to sit out a game here or there. And a lot of it did get put on Harden. And a lot of it got put on Harden last year. And Harden delivered. You know, and a lot of people, there was a poll last night I see on Twitter that that said, is, is Harden the least clutch player you've ever seen in the league? And like 87% of people that voted on this said that he is the least clutch I don't know. I'm sorry. With, with with the ball in James Harden's hands with 10, 15 seconds left in the game to either take a lead or tie the game, I wouldn't want the ball in his hands because he's he's dangerous. He is a dangerous player. Let's let, you know, let's not get it twisted. You know, people look at James Harden and they're like, well, you know, he was a maybe the way he left teams was babyish of him to do. But in the, but in but at the end of the day, he knew where he wanted to be. But is he one of the is he is he a clutch player? Yeah, he is. So is Kyrie, so is KD, you know, so is Joel Embiid. You know, and when you look at that situation, could Philly make a run? You know, you have Embiid, you got you got Harden, and then you got a couple other younger kids there, that the Maxley kid, who's who's pretty good, who'll torch it for 20, 30 a game. You know, if Tobias Harris gets right, Tobias Harris is another threat Philly has. Philly has all the right pieces. I just think they 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 managed to just come up short, and and I don't know why. To be honest with you, Embiid should have at least two titles already, and they should have had him with Ben Simmons. But you know, we all know how the story goes with Ben Simmons. So, ah. Uh. Oh, other than that, there really hasn't been much in sports. Um, you know, I mean, in the NFL, obviously, you still have the Cleveland Browns scenario where, you know, a lot of teams, a lot of these owners and coaches kind of been giving the Browns the cold shoulder over trading for Deshaun Watson. Um, the other thing, I, I seen one report where the NFL won't hand him a punishment, but I read something last night where Goodell said it's not a matter of that, it's of when we do it, how long this will take, because they have to investigate every part of it to see if he, in fact, did violate the the uh, personal misconduct code. And I'm sorry, even though a grand jury didn't indict, even though a grand jury, again, states there wasn't enough evidence to go forth with it to criminally charge him, 
the fact that you made the NFL look bad, and granted, it doesn't take much to make the NFL look bad. Let's be real. Okay? If they don't suspend him, and he doesn't face a punishment at all, then, again, the message the NFL sends is that they don't take a damn thing seriously. They don't take anything seriously. And they take things that should be, you know, all right, all right, Calvin Ridley, you know, you bet a football game here or there. You you know what? You you know, we'll give you a two-game suspension for it. As opposed to all the other incidents that we've seen in the NFL since O.J. Simpson. Okay? So... I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but even though Deshaun Watson in the you know in the eyes of the law is innocent, in the eyes of the NFL personal misconduct code, you're guilty. Cuz you should never have yourself put in a situation such as that where you have all these accusations against you. And I'm sorry, but it's got to be a lengthy suspension. It's got to I'm that for me, it's got to be a whole year. Because you gave Ben a six-game reduced to four for his accusation, and that's one. That was one accusation. This is 22. 22 accusations. And I know, I've said, it's, you know, again, the grand jury didn't indict him. The legal system felt there wasn't enough evidence. But again, this is the NFL investigating it now. So it has nothing to do with, you know, it has nothing to do with the legal system now. And people are saying, well, don't call, don't be, don't be surprised if Baker's the starter if and when they do suspend Deshaun Watson. I don't think Baker Mayfield plays another down for the Browns again. But Cleveland's got to, again, they got to, they, they got to lessen the expectations of what they're going to get if they want to trade them. Nobody's giving you a first round draft pick. We discussed this Sunday. Nobody's giving you a first round draft pick. Nobody's giving you a second round draft pick. You'd be lucky to get a third. So Cleveland's really up Shit's Creek with no paddles here because it's, well, we want a first-round draft pick, but realistically, we know we're not going to get it. Okay. Maybe we can get a second round. Now we're not going to get that. If you release them, you get nothing. If you keep them, you get nothing. Because he's not going to play. Let's be real. Would you play? I wouldn't. I would actually give Baker Mayfield credit if he said, no, why should I play? You guys didn't want me. You want an adult quarterback. So why would I want to play? Why would I want to suit up for you? You know, you told me I was the future quarterback of his team, and then you went, and, you went in essence, replaced me with somebody who hasn't, been, who hasn't played in the league for almost two years. And this is the other thing that's got to stop. This is the other thing that's got to stop, too, is I'm scrolling through Facebook, and everybody's doing their top 10 quarterbacks and you're putting Deshaun Watson before Josh Allen. You're putting Deshaun Watson before a lot of guys who have been playing while Deshaun Watson was sitting at home doing Ugats. Okay? I'm sorry. I put Derek Carr ahead of Deshaun Watson right now. I'm so, I just do. There's no way you're going to tell me that it's Mahomes, then Deshaun Watson, then it's Josh Allen, then it's Justin Herbert. No. You, you, you fans that have nothing better to do, don't do these little top five, top tens and not do your homework, okay? Because Deshaun Watson right now isn't even in the top 10, okay? He's not in the top 10. So stop riding this guy's nuts like he's the end-all, be-all, because he is not. Is he talented? Yes. 
was he on a was he on crappy Houston Texans teams? Yes and no, because don't forget when he was the quarterback, they had DeAndre Hopkins, they had JJ Watt, they had decent weapons there. You just had an idiot in Bill O'Brien. Okay, but. Stop with your top five, top tens and putting Deshaun Watson in there because he's not in there. Okay? Justin Herbert is going into year three and he's already a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. Okay? You can put Deshaun Watson ahead of Zach Wilson and, and, and Daniel Jones. You can do that because they're not even in the top ten. And that's exactly where Deshaun Watson is. He's outside the top ten looking in. Could the, if Deshaun Watson lights it up this year, let's say he plays this year and lights it up, you want to put him in the top 10? That's fine. But right now, don't do it. But with that being said, I got to take off now. I got to start getting everything ready for the wonderful day of working in the parts world. So again, for all those that, that listen, watch, retweet, you know, obviously my buddy's over at 1420 Sports, always, always listening, always watching, uh, you know, I'm... Very much appreciated. Um, you know, everybody's asking, where can I find your podcast? We're all over the place. You know, we're on Apple, Anchor, Spotify. We're on Pocket Cast. We're on Good Pods. Uh, we're on Newsly, which right now, if you if you download the Newsly app, not that I pay for, 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 uh, for, you know, for subscriptions, but... Um, if you use the code FANVAN, you get a free month of premium subs- uh, premium subscription. So I mean, if that's something you like to do, go check it out. Um, other than that, till the next one, hopefully me and Jay will be back together Sunday. Uh, and we'll see what happens in the world of sports from now to then. So till the next one, stay safe. And as always, peace.